But when the star-child saw her, he said to his companion, See, there sitteth a foul beggar-woman under the fair and green-leaved tree. Come, let us drive her hence, for she is ugly and ill-favoured. So he came near and threw stones at her, and mocked her, and she looked at him with terror in her eyes, nor did she move her gaze from him. And when the woodcutter, who was cleaving logs in a haggard hard by, saw what the star-child was doing, he ran up and rebuked him, and said to him, Surely thou art hard of heart, and knowest not mercy. For what evil has this poor woman done to thee, that thou shouldst treat her in this wise? And the star-child grew red with anger, and stamped his foot upon the ground, and said, Who art thou to question me what I do? I am no son of thine to do thy bidding. Thou speakest truly, answered the woodcutter. Yet did I show thee pity when I found thee in the forest. And when the woman heard these words, she gave a loud cry, and fell into a swoon. And the woodcutter carried her to his own house, and his wife had care of her, and when she rose up from the swoon into which she had fallen, they set meat and drink before her, and bade her have comfort. But she would neither eat nor drink, but said to the woodcutter, Didst thou not say that the child was found in the forest, and was it not ten years from this day? And the woodcutter answered, Yeah, it was in the forest that I found him, and it is ten years from this day. And what signs didst thou find with him? she cried. Bear he not upon his neck a chain of amber? Was not round him a cloak of gold tissue broidered with stars? Truly, answered the woodcutter, it was even as thou sayest. And he took the cloak and the amber chain from the chest where they lay, and showed them to her. And when she saw them she wept for joy, and said, He is my little son whom I lost in the forest. I pray thee send for him quickly, for in search of him have I wandered over the whole world. So the woodcutter and his wife went out and called to the star-child, and said to him, Go into the house, and there shalt thou find thy mother, who is waiting for thee. So he ran in, filled with wonder and great gladness. But when he saw her who was waiting there, he laughed scornfully, and said, Why, where is my mother? For I see none here but this vile beggar-woman. And the woman answered him, I am thy mother. Thou art mad to say so, cried the star-child angrily. I am no son of thine, for thou art a beggar, and ugly, and in rags. Therefore get thee hence, and let me see thy foul face no more. Nay, but thou art indeed my little son, whom I bear in the forest. She cried, and she fell on her knees, and held out her arms to him. The robber stole thee from me, and left thee to die, she murmured. But I recognized thee when I saw thee, and the signs also have I recognized, the cloak of golden tissue and the amber chain. Therefore I pray thee come with me, for over the whole world have I wandered in search of thee. Come with me, my son, for I have need of thy love. But the star-child stirred not from his place, but shut the doors of his heart against her, nor was there any sound heard save the sound of the woman weeping for pain. And at last he spoke to her, and his voice was hard and bitter. If in very truth thou art my mother, he said, it had been better hadst thou stayed away, and not come here to bring me to shame, seeing that I thought I was the child of some star, and not a beggar's child, as thou tellest me that I am. Therefore get thee hence, and let me see thee no more. Alas, my son, she cried, wilt thou not kiss me before I go, for I have suffered much to find thee. Nay, said the star-child, but thou art too foul to look at, and rather would I kiss the adder or the toad than thee. So the woman rose up, and went away into the forest, weeping bitterly. And when the star-child saw that she had gone, he was glad, and ran back to his playmates that he might play with them. But when they beheld him coming, they mocked him, and said, Why, thou art as foul as the toad, and as loathsome as the adder. Get thee hence, for we will not suffer thee to play with us. And they drave him out of the garden. And the star-child frowned, and said to himself, What is this that they say to me? I will go to the well of water, and look into it, and it shall tell me of my beauty. 
So he went to the well of water and looked into it, and lo, his face was as the face of a toad, and his body was scaled like an adder. And he flung himself down on the grass and wept, and said to himself, Surely this has come upon me by reason of my sin, for I have denied my mother and driven her away and been proud and cruel to her. Wherefore I will go and seek her through the whole world, nor will I rest till I have found her. And there came to him the little daughter of the woodcutter, and she put her hand upon his shoulder and said, What doth it matter if thou hast lost thy comeliness? Stay with us, and I will not mock at thee. And he said to her, Nay, but I have been cruel to my mother, and as a punishment has this evil been sent to me. Wherefore I must go hence, and wander through the world till I find her, and she give me forgiveness. So he ran away into the forest, and called out to his mother to come to him, but there was no answer. All day long he called to her, and when the sun set he lay down to sleep on a bed of leaves, and the birds and the animals fled from him. For they remembered his cruelty, and he was alone save for the toad that watched him, and the slow adder that crawled past. And in the morning he rose up, and plucked some bitter berries from the trees, and ate them, and took his way through the great wood, weeping sorely. And of everything that he met he made inquiry if perchance they had seen his mother. He said to the mole, Thou canst go beneath the earth. Tell me, is my mother there? And the mole answered, Thou hast blinded mine eyes, how should I know? He said to the linnet, Thou canst fly over the tops of the tall trees, and canst see the whole world. Tell me, canst thou see my mother? And the linnet answered, Thou hast clipped my wings for thy pleasure. How should I fly? And to the little squirrel who lived in the fir-tree, and was lonely, he said, Where is my mother? And the squirrel answered, Thou hast slain mine. Dost thou seek to slay thine also? And the star-child wept and bowed his head, and prayed forgiveness of God's things, and went on through the forest, seeking for the beggar-woman. And on the third day he came to the other side of the forest, and went down into the plain. And when he passed through the villages, the children mocked him, and threw stones at him, and the carless would not suffer him even to sleep in the byres, lest he might bring mildew on the stored corn. So foul was he to look at, and their hired men drave him away, and there was none who had pity on him. Nor could he hear anywhere of the beggar-woman who was his mother, though for the space of three years he wandered over the world, and often seemed to see her on the road in front of him, and would call to her, and run after her till the sharp flints made his feet to bleed. But overtake her he could not, and those who dwelt by the way did ever deny that they had seen her, or any light to her, and they made sport of his sorrow. For the space of three years he wandered over the world, and in the world there was neither love nor loving-kindness nor charity for him but it was even such a world as he had made for himself in the days of his great pride. And one evening he came to the gate of a strong-walled city that stood by a river, and, weary and footsore though he was, he made to enter in. But the soldiers who stood on guard dropped their halberts across the entrance, and said roughly to him, What is thy business in the city? I am seeking for my mother, he answered, and I pray ye to suffer me to pass, for it may be that she is in the city. But they mocked at him, and one of them wagged a black beard, and set down his shield, and cried, Of a truth, thy mother will not be merry when she sees thee, for thou art more ill-favoured than the toad of the marsh, or the adder that crawls in the fen. Get thee gone, get thee gone, thy mother dwells not in the city. And another, who held a yellow banner in his hand, said to him, Who is thy mother, and wherefore art thou seeking for her? And he answered, my mother is a beggar even as I am, and I have treated her evilly, and I pray ye to suffer me to pass, that she may give me her forgiveness, if it be that she tarrieth in this city. But they would not, and pricked him with their spears. 
And, as they turned away weeping, one whose armour was inlaid with gilt flowers, and on whose helmet crouched a lion that had wings, came up and made inquiry of the soldiers who it was who had sought entrance. And they said to him, It is a beggar and the child of a beggar, and we have driven him away. Nay, he cried, laughing, but we will sell the foul thing for a slave, and his price shall be the price of a bowl of sweet wine. And an old and evil-visaged man who was passing by called out, and said, I will buy him for that price. And when he had paid the prince, he took the star-child by one hand and led him into the city. And after that they had gone through many streets, they came to a little door that was set in a wall that was covered with a pomegranate tree. And the old man touched the door with a ring of grave jasper, and it opened. And they went down five steps of brass into a garden filled with black poppies and green jars of burnt clay. And the old man took then from his turban a scarf of figured silk, and bound with it the eyes of the star-child, and drave him in front of him. And when the scarf was taken off his eyes, the star-child found himself in a dungeon that was lit by a lantern of horn. And the old man set before him some mouldy bread on a trencher, and said, Eat, and some brackish water in a cup, and said, Drink. And when he had eaten and drunk, the old man went out, locking the door behind him and fastening it with an iron chain. And on the morrow the old man, who was indeed the subtlest of the magicians of Libya, and had learned his art from one who dwelt in the tombs of the Nile, came in to him and frowned at him, and said, In a wood that is nigh to the gate of the city of Jaur, there are three pieces of gold. One is of white gold, and another is of yellow gold, and the gold of the third one is red. To-day thou shalt bring me the piece of white gold, and if thou bringest it not back, I will beat thee with a hundred stripes. Get thee away quickly, and at sunset I will be waiting for thee at the door of the garden. See that thou bringest the white gold, or it shall go ill with thee, for thou art my slave, and I have bought thee for the price of a bowl of sweet wine. And he bound the eyes of the star-child with a scarf of figured silk, and led him through the house, and through the garden of poppies, and up the five steps of brass. And having opened the little door with his ring, he set him in the street. And the star-child went out of the gate of the city, and came to the wood of which the magician had spoken to him. Now this wood was very fair to look at from without, and seemed full of singing birds and of sweet-scented flowers, and the star-child entered it gladly. Yet did its beauty profit him little, for wherever he went harsh briars and thorns shot up from the ground and encompassed him, and evil nettles stung him, and the thistle pierced him with her daggers, so that he was in sore distress. Nor could he anywhere find the piece of white gold of which the magician had spoken, though he sought for it from morn to noon, and from noon to sunset. And at sunset he set his face towards home, weeping bitterly, for he knew what fate was in store for him.